Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz, where you meet the artists. Mike, how are you? Doing okay, Trey. Doing okay tonight. How are you doing out there in Vegas? Uh, let's just say that it was 102 today. Wow. So, yeah, we're hitting triple digits. Yeah, it's not fun. Not fun at all. Uh, welcome to the chat room, Miss Cheryl B. Glad to have you here. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Sam Rucker's picture, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Um, tonight, Mike and I are welcoming saxophonist Sam Rucker. He has a brand-new CD called Tell You Something, and he is a former hip-hop producer, which is right up Mike's alley because he's a hip-hop follower. Welcome, Sam. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, Terry and Mike and Cheryl? Doing thank well, for, doing well. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to you all tonight. Oh, it's our pleasure to have you on. Um, all right, Mike, so you can start with your question. <laughs> well, well, we were offline and we were talking, but in uh, uh, Terry, to me, wait until the show started, but I was going to ask Sam, you know, what hip-hop artists did he produce for in the uh, past? Okay, so I produced, uh, I guess the biggest one that I produced was a, a rapper by the name of Israel the Warrior. And he was a gospel uh, hip-hop uh, artist. And we came along at a time, you know, it's a few years ago, so we came along at a time when, uh, you know, gospel rap was really st- still trying to break through into mainstream and getting on gospel radio stations and so forth. And you know, we just had a really, really successful, a really good run in terms of being able to do that and get in on various radio stations that were formerly traditional and, uh, you know, ones that were kind of, you know, back of kind of so-and-so with wanting to play gospel rap, you know, because uh, it was, it was sort of just being accepted. Um, but we actually had a very good run and did very good, and I think it's you know, to me, it's really uh, because of the style that I do. So, like, that rap music that I was producing then is the same music that I write now for my, from you know, with jazz. Because I was still I was doing jazz music back then, too. It's just that when I do it, it comes out a certain way. And mm-hmm. if a rapper listens to a lot of my stuff, they'll start rapping. But me, I'm hearing melodies and wanting to play the horn on it. So I think the fact that... You know, my style just in general has like those uh, dual elements in it of, you know, melodies and because even the rap stuff, rap stuff, if you go back and listen, like if you YouTube Israel the Warrior and listen to some of those tracks, you'll hear, you know, a lot of melodious, you know, uh, a lot of melodies and so forth in the rap. You know, he was a great rapper, so he had, uh, you know, his flow was perfect. We had a good run, but uh you know, I guess it's what happens when you grow up listening to Run DMC, but your dad's listening to Grover Washington, 
and David <laughs> Sanborn, and your uncle's listening to the Sunny Stit, you know, and you cross that with, you know, the Beastie Boys and LL, and that's what you get. Wow. <laughs> well, that's cool. Now, 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 you've also worked with some spoken word artists, which is similar in in a way because, you know, they take words and just, you know, poet, it's basically poetry. Yeah. You know, a yes. slowed down version of poetry uh, versus rap, which is, you know, more effective version of poetry. But see, so you work with some spoken word artists as well? Absolutely. I work with an artist couple named Slim and Blizz. And uh, and I've done some singers too. Uh, I did a, a CD with a singer named Tanya Smith Williams. Uh, she's now Tanya LaBear. She actually uh, co-wrote "Ain't Nothing Like It" on the "Tell You Something" CD. Okay. Uh, she, and she's the vocalist singing on "Ain't Nothing Like mm-hmm. It." And so yeah, I've, I've had the pleasure to work with a lot of people, and I'm always surprised when they choose my tracks because, like I said, I, I do the same thing no matter what, right? So the rapper hears my tracks, he likes it. The spoken word artists hear it, they like it and want to use it. The singer hears it, they like it and want to use it. I, of course, I like it. I'm playing my horn on it. So <laughs> it's it's I don't know, man. I guess you know, it's just uh, it's just me being true to who I am, like my single, you know, like like the single, be true to who you are. That's really what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Now, Sam's, as I said, new CD is called Tell You Something. It will officially be released on June 3rd. Um, today is Tuesday, May 27th. But if you go to his website, samrucker.com, you can buy it now. And um, will you? is that a, a digital version they're buying, version they're buying, or...? Actually, nope, from the website, that is the actual CD. That's hardware in your hand. But you can pre-order on iTunes, uh, you know, today also. You can do the pre-order digital downloads if you want. But if you go to the website right now, because you visited my website, that makes you special and you get a chance to buy the actual CD before the release date directly from me. All right. And, of course, you'll autograph it. I will definitely do that. Okay, good, good. All right, so now let's let's tell us about this new CD. Tell you some, tell you something. Okay, so kind of like I was saying, uh, you know, being you know with the hip hop background, um, you know, my my first love has always been playing the horn. So it really is like I said, you know, I grew up, you know, playing the horn, but I grew up the child of hip hop. And so when I began writing music, hip hop came natural. But of course, I love the horn. And I really kind of struggled for a long time with the fact that, you know, the, the the music that I wrote in terms of jazz or smooth jazz didn't really sound like the other music in the genre. So mm-hmm. I struggled for a long time with, well, I need to sound like them, but I don't sound like them. And, you know, that was a real struggle. And so tell you something, is it's, it's like liberating. It's, it's like me finally saying, look, I'm going to be true to who I am. And I'm gonna. There's no other way for me to do it. I got a. I got a song on the album called No Other Way, and that's what that's about. It's like I can't do it any other way. I'm doing it the way that I do it, and uh, I'm gonna be true to the to who I am, and um, you know, and just you know, let, embrace the uniqueness because we all have our own fingerprint, and I think we all have our own uh, you know special uh, gifts that that guy gave us. And so with this album, I'm really and you know finally you know coming to grips with that and really just embracing the fact that my style is unique and it is different and it's actually working out pretty good you know the reviews are very good and um 
you know, it's, it's, it's working out great. So that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is I, I had a chance to work with some great artists on this record. Mm-hmm. So, so Tell You Something has production from Norman Connors. I've got features from Bobby Lau. I've got Allison Williams. I've got Tom Brown on there. And I've got a whole host of just, uh, you know, great musicians on the record with me. On the single, the single that's out right now is Be True to Who You Are. And the guitar player on there is Carlton Savage. You know, he's a excellent guitar player out of Virginia and uh, you know it's and also I worked with huge groove on the record he played a big part in helping me with the post-production so you know it's 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 a special uh, definitely a special project and uh, I was able to do all that and really still introduce you to who I really am and, and, and give you a little bit of really what's inside of me now let's talk about Norman Connors and how long have you known him and uh, how did you meet him so I I met Norman in 2011. I actually met Norman about a week or two after I released my first CD, which is called Heat from the Heavens, and it was one that I did all myself. And Norman uh, Norman was coming to, to town, to Virginia, for a show, and I got hired to uh, be a sax player for the night. And so... Uh, and that connection came through a good friend of mine, bass player, uh, uh, Mike Ely, who is Norman's music director. Um, and so uh, Mike made that connection for me, and I, I met Norman that night and did pretty good on the show. You know, he was happy with me. And um, and, I, and that night we talked, and, I, you know, I told him, you know, Norman, I really want to try to take it to the next level. And, you know, Norman is an absolute great guy i mean he's like a producer to the heart so he's always mm-hmm. looking for new talent he's always looking for somebody who wants and has a desire to to do it you know he's one of the few that just enjoys helping other people and producing other people and so norman was uh you know he was all over he was like sure no problem and 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 immediately you know, I kind of stopped focus on Heat from the Heavens, and we began planning uh, this 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 project. Okay. Now, uh, Cheryl wants to know how you hooked up. How did you hook up with Huge Groove? And Ollie in the chat room would like to know how you hooked up with Tom Brown and Bobby Lyle. Uh, pretty much, uh, pretty much in the same way, right? Well, well, Bobby Lyle came through Norman, so it's almost it's like a domino effect, you know. Okay. Once you meet and uh, once you meet and start working with somebody like Norman Connors, I mean, it's like who in the industry doesn't he know? You know, he knows everybody. So um, when it came time to record the album, you know, Norman pulled in Bobby and Norman pulled in Allison, and so I met them through him, and um, and I think I met Tom through Norman also actually. So those all came through Norman, and that's that's one of the. The, the good things that he does, that's one of the things that makes him a good producer, is he knows how to bring in the right people to do the right parts of the project. And uh, I really learned the value of that working with him. But So I met those through 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 Norman. And uh, Huge, I actually um, did a show here in Virginia with Peter White. And on the mm-hmm. bill, and Huge Groove was on the bill too. So it was Peter White and Huge Groove. And, you know, those two guys are real good buddies. And so Huge did a feature in Peter's set, so I had a chance to play with Huge and on on one of Peter's songs, and you know just kind of got the opportunity to meet Huge through Peter White, 
And Huge uh, is another one of those people, man, that is, is just a great guy and just, uh, you know, opened his arms and was willing to, to help me, uh, you know, do what I needed to do in order to get the album uh, to where it needs to be. And, of course, if anybody's going to know what a sax player needs to do, I'd say you could trust Huge Groove. Huge Groove, yeah, <laughs> indeed. Know. He's very successful. So, you know, the other thing the other thing about the album tell you something. If you listen to the last song is the whole message behind the whole album, which is I'd like to tell you that the Lord has been good to me. Mm-hmm. And and that is the truth. I mean, meeting all these people and having all these experiences I, honestly, how did I meet all these people? I really it boils down to exactly what the song says, which is really the Lord has just been good to me. Mm-hmm. and blessing me with these opportunities because I didn't go out and make them happen. I didn't try to, you know, it wasn't calculated. You know, I, you know, it, it, I, I really just had to, you just got to go with what the song says. <laughs> now, you, um, even though Tell You Something has not officially been released, you are charting very well. Yeah, yeah. Once again, let's go back to the song. <laughs> the, yeah. Lord, the Lord has been good to me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I got. I think I got the, the the best promoter, radio promoter, Jason Gorov. I got the best publicist, Rick Scott. I got the best manager, Tyron Senior. I think I got the best people in the world working for me. And so, um, you know, that along with uh, you know just having the faith and belief, and and once again, you know, I I think too, you know, there's an appeal to the. I like to call it organic nature of the album which is that it's it's nothing fabricated you know like it has a hip-hop feel because i'm really a hip-hop guy you know Mm -hmm. it has a jazz feel because i'm really a jazz guy you know and it's uh it's it's just a pure organic representation of of me so i think that there's an appeal to that that sort of you know that listeners can connect with and so, yeah, it's it's doing very good walk to a really, really good start, and I'm I'm very, very uh, optimistic about uh, how well it's going to do. Okay. And, you know, I was to ask you uh, when, you know, you're like like you have a hip hop background and, and you're an instrumental, uh, 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 instrumentalist, but when did you really realize, you know, that, you know, when when did you start playing the saxophone, and when did you realize that that's what you re- really wanted to kind of buckle down with versus you know, just just primarily uh, being a hip hop producer. Well, honestly, that's that, that playing a saxophone has always been what I wanted to do, right? Like even back in you know in high school, you know, in high school was when I actually stopped sounding like a duck and started sounding okay, <laughs> you know, because we all go through that honk honk duck phase when you learn how to play the saxophone. And for me, you know, in high school is when I actually you know developed a good tone and. It really started to sink in with me, you know, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do then. But, you know, like I said, you know, I I grew up with all of the different styles and really the rap opportunity just came first. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I made the connection, because the, the way that I met Israel, the warrior was because I had a studio and he came in just wanting to record a demo and we just clicked real well. And that demo, and the, and the demo that we recorded, wound up getting picked up by, you know, a record label, by by by, uh, you know, uh, independent record label, and it just kind of happened. So I just went with it. 
But the thing about it is my heart has always been with the saxophone, and so I had to get back to my first love, if you will. And that's, you know, um, you know, realizing that, okay, if I'm going to stay in hip-hop, i got to go 100%. And and not and put everything else aside, you know. And I just couldn't put the horn down forever like that. And so that's when I really decided to just, you know, just completely change directions and put myself 100% into uh, the horn. And you know, there are more saxophonists in this genre than any other instrument. Um, when you decided to play the saxophone, was that a concern for you that you would, you know, maybe sound like an, the other saxophonists, or you had to really work hard to create your own unique sound? Well, I think that you know, well, no, no. I'm like I, I had my unique sound anyway, right? But like I think when you're learning to play and when you're coming along, you know, you're you are imitating other people, mm-hmm. and but you know, I never really could sound just like somebody else but for me you know there's never been any thought you know there's never been any thought or calculation with it so you know when I sit down and this has always been the case I sit down I write the music you know you know make the beat because remember I am a hip-hop producer so sit down make the beat and then just develop it you know and it and it grows and grows and add the melody and 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 when I hear music I hear the horn on it and so I mean I could listen to you know, when I'm listening to the hip-hop station, you know, I'm listening to Drake and I'm hearing horn licks, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just what it is. And so that's just what comes out. And so it's it's, it's very natural. And, and there, there was never any thought about how to sound other than when I listen back to it, it's like, man, it really doesn't sound like what other people are doing. I wonder if it's going to be... You know, if it's going to work, if it's going to be accepted or not, you know, is what I would used to worry about. But uh, like I said, I think I've gotten over that fully now with uh, with my first CD and definitely with Heat from the Heavens. So, yep. you know, you know, it was really never, you know, never, never an issue. Okay. I want to read something that Norman Connors said about Sam. Um, He said, Sam Rucker has a genuine connection with the music and the audience. He plays with the passion that draws you in. And I'm going to go to some music. I'm going to start with Be True to Who You Are, um, since this is your whole uh, premise behind this CD. So, again, we're talking to saxophonist Sam Rucker. His new CD is called Tell You Something. It will officially be released on June 3rd, but if you visit his website, samrucker.com, you can purchase it now, and he will sign it for you. All right, Be True to Who You Are.
All right, that was Be True to Who You Are from Sam Rucker's new CD, Tell You Something. Um, so, Sam, I read that um, you performed at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. <laughs> yes, yes, actually I did. That was, uh, um, you know, quite a few years ago when I was uh, just starting out, I had the opportunity to... Uh, you know, audition at one of the local clubs down here. And, uh, you know, it was like if you won a couple of their contests, uh, then you won a trip uh, to perform an amateur night at the Apollo. And uh, so, uh, you know, of course, I'm like, all right, why not? And uh, I wound up winning, and I went up there and actually went three times, you know, because you go, if you win, then you keep going. And so I won it twice, and then the third time I wound up coming in second place. And uh, so that was the end of it. But, uh, yeah, I had a nice little run. It was definitely, definitely a nerve-wracking but great experience. (laughs) (laughs) Was the audience as as hard as we see the audience on TV? Every bit is hard and harder, I'm telling you, man. Every bit is hard. But it was uh, it was exciting. It was exciting, you know, and the Sandman was snatching people off stage and (laughs) It was it was it was great. It was great, man. You know, because think about it is, the first uh, like the first competition is like the one that you don't they generally don't air that on TV. It it has like thirty contestants, so it's a whole lot of contestants the first night, and uh, and and so you know you the crowd is really wild, man. I mean, it's one of the most nerve wracking things I have ever done in my life because. At, at any point in the song, you can just be snatched, escorted off, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I, yep, I was able to do well. And, and here we go again. Again, each time I just performed original music. And, uh, you know, like the first time I, I had just written the track like the day before. I really didn't even have a name for it. I kind of made up the melody on the stage. But it was just, you know... Uh, you know the, the the music, the tracks, and I guess I, I don't know. I, it's inexplicable. I don't know, but uh, it was a lot of talented people there. But I was fortunate to win, and uh, with original songs uh, each time, did well with original songs. Mm. A lot of nerves. Now, yes, definitely. <laughs> now, you, now that you mentioned the original song and uh, you know things like that, I wanted to ask you um, your uh, purpose behind, well, not really your purpose, but how did you go about picking the three covers that you used for this uh, album, and, you know, why those three? Ah, good question. So, well, the covers I have on the album are uh, Before You Let Go by Frankie Beverly, Um, You Are My Starship. Now, of course, obviously, that's Norman's big hit song, and so I did that one because because of Norman, you know, he wanted me to do that one. I feel it's an honor for him to trust me with his signature song. Uh, and then also Footsteps in the Dark was another one. Well, um, I love good music, you know. Um, I, I just love good music. And, you know, I wanted to do some covers, and Norman thought I should do a co- at least a couple covers uh, in addition to his, you, you know, You Are My Starship. And, you know, I really just wanted to think about songs that were great songs that not that I hadn't heard too many saxophonists, at least, cover before. Mm. And so I would not heard too many people do Before I Let Go. And um, and Footsteps in the Dark, I have the, uh, the privilege of having a good friend of mine named Everett Collins, 
he was a drummer with the Isley Brothers for many years. And uh, and so, you know, he and I uh, were just kind of brainstorming and, you know, footsteps in the dark came to mind. You know, when I'm with, when I'm with Everett, I'm always thinking about the Isley Brothers, you know, <laughs> because he used to be with them. And so that one came up. And, uh, and really, these are just songs that I listen to. You know, these are songs that I grew up on and songs that, you know, that are just good R&B songs that, you know, that I love. And so, you know, I wanted to pay tribute to those artists. And I, like I said, I think they haven't been covered too many times. And so, uh, you know, I think that they, you know, were good choices. And Norman, you know, produced all of the covers. And, you know, with his with his influence and guidance, I think that, you know, that added to the success of the, you know, the way that they came off and, and were done, uh, I, you know, I, I'm saying the correct way, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think, uh, you know, I think they came out pretty good. And how could you go wrong with Mays, Frankie Beverly and Mays, you know? You, that's what I'm saying. How can we yeah. go wrong, man? You know, how can you, and, and I, you know, I spent time trying to find a sax player that had covered that, and I couldn't find anybody. And I'm like, I can't believe nobody's done this song. It has to be done. You know, it's just too great, man. I mean, as soon as it starts, people just, just jump up, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great mm-hmm. song. Great well, country the, song. Now, the footsteps from the dog, is that the Brenda Russell song? Uh, what's that again? The footsteps of the dark. Is that Brenda Russell? No, no, no. That's the Isley no? Brothers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, that's about, the, uh, the Isley Brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Isley And so that's the one that Ice Cube used. Right, right. Uh, okay. You know, Ice Cube had the sample on that, and so that Good was day. another. Uh, that was another fact. Yeah, because yeah, that was one of the hip hop hits I grew up on. So I'm like, hey, man, you know, that was the best of both worlds for me. So that one definitely made it. Well, I'm going to play before I let go next. Um, this is okay. his cover of Frankie Beverly and Mays, um, Before I Let Go.
cannot go wrong with that. That is before <laughs> I let go. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Um, I wanted to let you know that we partner with Ronald Jackson from the smoothjazzride.com. Okay. He does uh, reviews of the jazz oh. CDs. Okay. So if you send him your if you send him a physical copy of your CD, um he will review it and I will um send you his contact information, but you can find him on Facebook under Ronald Jackson or the smoothjazzride.com. All right, um, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, you know, uh with uh you were asking about uh about the covers, about why the covers Mm-hmm. And, you know, another thing, um, you know, like the album, title of the album is Tell You Something. And, you know, I guess like my musical mission or the way I feel about music is that you really need to be able to, to connect with the listener, you know, both with the CD and definitely live in person. There needs to be a connection and a dialogue. Yes. And so, uh, you know, because people should feel something, you know, mm-hmm. not just hear not just hear sound. They should feel something and there should be something communicated. And so another big reason why I wanted to do the covers was to be able to connect with more demographics, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to connect with more people, you know. Like, I, you know, my mom is so happy that I did before I let go, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it's like to be able to, to, to connect with different, you know, with, with a wider demographic of people, I think it makes the music just that much more effective, and just well, broadens the base of of the people who will lend you their ear, you know. That's true. And then you you know it doesn't hurt to uh, use some Frankie Beverly. You know Frankie Beverly's music is like the black folks anthem. So it's you know, <laughs> <laughs> definitely it's the cookout anthem right That's there. Right. That's you know. right. There you the go. Cookout anthem. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. That's right, Joe and Payne. Okay, That's now right. you are a member of the Good Life Band. Is this your band? No, no. Actually, the Good okay. Life Band is a band uh, that uh, has perform- been performing here in uh, in Tidewater and a little broad uh, for probably, I'm going to say, 25 years, okay. 25 or 30 years. The leader is uh, Reggie Whitaker, and uh, he has been, had an excellent band for for like I said, about 25 years, uh, they've been working. You know, one of the busiest working bands in the area, and uh, you know they do a great job. And a lot of great musicians have gone through the Good Life Band, and so I'm fortunate to have played with them, and I still do play with them. You know, still do play with them now. <clears throat> but okay. you know, also of course, I also have my own band, and uh, you know, I have some great musicians in my band. Um, and uh, I use J.P. Lilliston on drums, uh, Lucy Kilpatrick on keyboards, Carlton Savage on guitar, Brian Eubanks on bass, Charles Carter on percussions, and Chanel Ramsey on vocals, if I could shout out my crew, you know. <laughs> right on, right on. But, uh, yes, uh, I, got, I, got, I got the best band in the world, you know, and uh, we have a good time. You know, they're all people who feel the same way about the connection you know you got to be able to connect with the people you're on stage with and deliver that communication with the audience and uh i think that uh, i got a, a great group of people with that they're very supportive and they're all believe in what i'm doing and what i'm trying to do and uh i believe in them and i think we got a good thing going okay 
Now, I'm on your YouTube page. Um, oh. Sam has like 22 videos on YouTube. And um, <laughs> I posted one of your videos last night with Peter White. Okay. Um, we have a, a friend who is a diehard when I tell you diehard, I mean diehard <laughs> fan of Peter White. Diehard. Um, yeah. So I'm sure she enjoys seeing that video. But you also have a video here with Cindy Bradley. So tell us about that. Oh, Cindy was great, too. Uh, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to play with Cindy um, at the Suffolk Riverfront Jazz uh, Festival a couple of years ago. And uh, Cindy is another another just great person that I had the opportunity to meet. Uh, very down to earth, very talented. And, uh, you know, we had a great time. Again, you know, she and I were able to make that connection, uh, a musical connection, and, uh, you know, really deliver a good performance with her. It was great. Now, I always, and sometimes I know how the artists hook up, sometimes I don't. Did Cindy request you, or did you? Did someone else bring you onto that show? I was brought into that show by uh, by the promoter. So generally, okay. what happens is you, you know, and, and this see, this is a good thing about being a sax guy is you know you can sideman with a lot of different people, mm-hmm. and you know uh, once you uh, you know at least I've found that once you do a good job, uh, you know then certain promoters will call you back whenever they need somebody. And so, right. you know, that that kind of just domino affected and, and, you know, gave me the opportunity to play with, uh, you know, lots of different people. And then, of course, being with Norman, you know, gave me the opportunity to play with a lot of different people as well. Okay. And so did the promoter bring you in for Peter as well? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was the first time I met Peter. And uh, um, and that was, a, that was at the same time that I met Huge. So, uh, you know, that was a, that whole show was like a divine connection. So, um, I had a great time. Pete too, man. You can look, go to, you can go to my website, www.samrucker.com. And I got the videos there too. Probably easier to see them than, you know, maybe than YouTube. But, uh, I have the videos of Peter White there. And you can see that, you know, he, you know, he, he's all about that connection also. So he was really great to play with as well. Okay, cool. All right, now, now go ahead. Mike. I want before we get to the next song. I want to ask you, uh, geographically speaking, do you think that you being from uh, down in Virginia that that would have an effect on the way that your record was received? Because you know some artists feel that they have to go to the to the major cities, like you know maybe you know to the West Coast or you know up and down like from D.C. to Florida to kind of get more recognition as an uh, as an artist and. Try to move their city. Well, you know, um, I kind of just, I, I kind of just can't even think about that. You know, I kind of just gotta, you know, be true to who I am, like the song says, and just kind of just deliver what I have to deliver. Um, but I did record some of the album in New York, and like when I the 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 stuff I did with Norman, you know, Norman is a very, you know, he's very. Um, all about excellence and so if you're going to work with Norman you're going to New York and so I recorded uh, some of the stuff in New York and then I also uh, went out to LA with Huge when he was working on it with me so you know my I say this album has traveled the country you know so it's it's you know had had some flavor from all the different areas but as far as me being from 
uh, you know, Virginia. But that that definitely is a perception that that is out there. That is, if you want to make it, if you want to get somewhere, you got to go to New York. You know, you got to move to L.A. or Atlanta. And um, and I absolutely did have those thoughts and consider those things, but. You know, uh, it was able to happen for me, you know, like I explained before, and being able to just meet the right people, and I didn't have to move to one of those cities, and I think, again, and that was just, you know, just the Lord being good to me in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I certainly don't know, you know, what the formula is, you know, in terms of that, because, I mean, it is true that if you move to a city like New York, there's a lot more opportunities there. You know, and there's a lot more opportunities in L.A. than there is in Virginia. And you absolutely have to be able to get outside or or into those major cities or at least be connected with people in those major cities. And that just happens to be, you know, the blessing that I was able to receive, which was being connected with people in those cities. And, you know, I have to go from time to time, but I have not, you know, don't have to move there. Okay. I want to read a couple of reviews before I get to the next song. Um, CriticalJazz.com says, Sam Rucker has mad skills and unlimited potential. Smooth Jazz Daily, Tell You Something offers good beginnings, a professional musicianship, and exquisite arrangements. And uh, NoSoloSmoothJazz.com says, Excellent Return of Mr. Rucker. All right. And Ollie, in the chat room, we were talking about um, you were talking about how you weren't able to find someone else that had covered um, before I let go. Um, saxophonist B.K. Jackson, um, oh. Ollie says, did a cover of it. Okay, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, well, me and B.K. got it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you do. All right, I'm going to play the title track from the CD. Tell you something. All righty.
guys, that was the title track from Sam Rucker's new CD, Tell You Something. Um, officially being released on June 3rd, but if you visit his website at samrucker.com and purchase it from there, you can get it now, and he will sign it for you. All right, Sam, where are you playing? you have any upcoming dates? Uh, well, on the 3rd, of course, is the release date, to tell you something. So on the 3rd, I will be at FM uh, Restaurant in, um, in Norfolk. Uh, for a listening event sponsored by the Hampton Roads Jazz Lovers Group, uh, which is a fantastic group uh, out here that uh, promotes jazz music. They've got over a 1,000 members, and uh, so look them up on Facebook. Uh, but I will be, uh, and they're sponsoring a listening event for me uh, on the 3rd, and I'll be playing at one of their members' meetings uh, the following week on, on the 10th. Um, and let's see, I'm going to be doing uh, some things out here for uh, for Jay Lang at uh, WHOV, where I'll be doing a couple of his Wind Down Wednesday Jazz uh, Network um, events. I don't quite have the dates on those yet. You can check my website for those. I'll be posting them soon. And then I'll be at the uh, Virginia Beach Funk Fest in August, on August 24th. Um, and then, you know, other than that, we're trying to focus on the release and the promotion of Tell You Something. And then we'll be looking forward to putting uh, putting together a festival tour for next year's festival season. Because as you know, you know, the release date is, you know, we're already halfway through the festival season right now. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just got to look forward to uh, getting on a, a festival tour next year. Okay. All right, good. Cool. All right, Mike, you have any other questions? Um, no, no other questions. I just, uh, you know, I would like to get, well, if you could, keep me up to uh, date on, you know, when you're going to be playing it and, like, saying where, because, like, I'm right up the road, man. I can just come down and check you out and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I will definitely, definitely, definitely do that. Uh, I don't know if we've connected on Facebook yet, but uh, definitely we can connect on Facebook, and I will keep you posted. And uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Sam Rucker on Facebook. And, uh... Sam Rucker Jr. on Twitter and, uh, you know, on Instagram, uh, Sam Rucker Sachs on Instagram. So uh, everybody can find me there. And, uh, Mike, absolutely, you got it, man. We would definitely stay connected. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. All right. Well, Sam, Mr. Sam Rucker, thank you again for this opportunity that you've given Mike and I. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Terry and Mike. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you uh, having me on and listening to all this, you know. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate your support uh, for the CD, and uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my well, pleasure. This is why we're here. Yes, definitely. We're here to definitely try to you know, promote all the uh, independent artists that are coming out and everything, try to give you guys some kind of a platform to kind of get listeners to, you know, find out about you guys, definitely. Wow, I certainly appreciate it, and and uh, definitely would love to stay in touch. Yeah, oh, definitely. Let's yeah. do that. We have a mutual friend yeah. in Cheryl, so that's let's right. definitely do that. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't call her exactly a friend, but I'm not. <laughs> there you go. You heard that? I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that at all. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, she's she's okay, too, Mike. She, she, she's too close to me for that. She can reach me, you know. Yeah, right. She's in she's in arm's distance, you know. She's right in, you know, right down oh, here. You know. She, she can, can drive and be at my door tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right about that. Honestly. Oh my goodness. 
My goodness. Yeah, All right. Cool. Well, Sam, thank you again. Um, I sent you the, the contact information for Ron, so definitely okay. get in contact with him. And, uh, yeah, so much continued success to you, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you so I, much. I do have one thing I do want to give with Sam about. Um, in your bio, it says that you opened up for Black Sheep. Yes. And I'm saying, um, do you open up, were you on the stage with them, or you open up with them and then watch them, you know, yeah, uh, do, yeah. Do, do their thing or what, man? Yeah, you know, Black Sheep, man. They, you know, yeah, man, they classic, classic group. Classic, yeah. classic. And that was like way, way back a long time ago, right? Um, but, yeah, we opened up for them. I, I think it was at George Mason University. Weirdest thing. At the time, you know, uh, we were, I was playing with a, a, a jazz quintet, and we played mostly straight-ahead jazz, you know, mm-hmm. more more that type of jazz than um than smooth jazz, and uh, they they booked us to to go on right before Black Sheep, wow. and so I so I had an opportunity to meet them, uh, meet them backstage, Drez and you know Dre, and I mean it was it was great, it was it was great, you know. Like I said, man, the Lord has been good to me. He's just provided a lot of different opportunities that uh, I certainly don't take for granted. That's so mm. cool. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Wow. All right. All right. Well, thank you again. You have a great evening, and we will definitely yeah. be following your career. All right. Thank you so much. All right. God All bless right. y'all. Thank you. You too. You too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Much. And I'm gonna try to get you some better friends too, because you know wow. that one down there by where you at. Yeah. You, you <laughs> need some. We definitely gotta hook up, Sam. Cause we, you need some better friends than that one, Sam. I just wanna let you know that. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Oh my goodness, that's a mess. Uh, Cheryl says she would talk to you shortly, Mike. There you go. There it is. (laughs) Y'all have a good one. Thank you, you, Sam. Sam. You have a good evening. All right. Oh my goodness, that was saxophonist Sam Rucker. His new CD is called Tell You Something, scheduled for release on June 3rd. But if you visit his website, samrucker.com, you can purchase it there now and he will sign it. Follow him on Twitter at Sam Rucker Jr. and on Instagram at Sam Rucker Sax and, of course, on Facebook. All right, Mike, now since she's starting trouble with Cheryl, because you know she's closer to you than I am, um, so you'll hear about it tomorrow, I'm sure. <laughs> What's going on in your area? <laughs> Not so much. Like, so we have the uh, Capital Jazz Fest coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So uh, uh, I think I'll be attending that. And then uh, we have some, you know, like the start of the uh, festival season right now. So I'm looking forward to going to, uh, you know, um, some shows around the country and uh, checking out some artists. And hopefully we can get some promoters to kind of get some indie artists in some of these lineups so that we can have some uh you know, some kind of, uh, you know, not whatever, uh, just some kind of something different. Give, give us a, a little yeah. bit of a different flavor, you know. So. Right, right. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. All right, so here in Vegas on June uh, 6th, I believe, um, Acoustic Alchemy is going to be performing here at Aliante Casino. So if you're in the area, um, if you're in Las Vegas during that day, on that day or that weekend, stop by Aliante Casino, get your ticket, and go see Acoustic Alchemy. I saw them at the Catalina Jazz Festival a couple of years ago, and I really enjoyed them. I really yeah. enjoyed them. Yeah, they were good. They were really good. All right. Now, now you guys out there in Vegas are definitely getting some more shows out there now. Yes, especially with Aliante Casino. They 
this this is their second year for the Jazz Under the Stars um, by the Pool uh, series, and they bring, they're bringing in Vincent Ngala and Brian Simpson and Jonathan Fritzen. Um, Lyle Tizer um, was here last week or maybe the week before, and then next week, in a couple of weeks, it's going to be um, um, Acoustic Alchemy. So, yeah, they're, they're bringing in some really nice acts, and um, Elon Trotman cool. is coming back as well, so I'm looking forward to mm, okay. seeing him. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, Cheryl, Ali, thank you for hanging out with us in the chat room. I appreciate it. And um, definitely on Sunday we will be talking to Eric Essex about his um, jazz festival called Jazz Escape, and that will be on Sunday, June 1st. I'm looking forward to talking to him about that. Yeah, All right. Yeah. And, you know, just in real fast that you mentioned, Eric, you know, it's, it's good to see like I asked you about the Vegas thing with the jazz in Vegas, it's good to see areas like Birmingham, Alabama, and places where you don't normally have a jazz fest start to, you know, come up and get these jazz festivals so we can have more in, in different areas. So that's a good thing from Eric, you know, definitely. Yeah, so, anyway, yeah, definitely. yeah I, I agree. I'm looking forward to that as well. Looking forward to that as well. And also playing some music from his Revolution CD as well. All right. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at jazz underscore queen and the daily grind that's t-h-a daily grind